You're listening to the Ogos Toast Podcast, the podcast that doesn't kink shame. Unless, of course, your kink is being shamed, in which case, welcome, you dirty slut. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, listeners. Thank you for that warm welcome. I love it when you call me a slut. (laughs) I feel so loved already. And welcome to you, all of our listeners, subscribers, viewers, and sluts. With you, as always, I'm Top Toast. And I am Any. Welcome to the Oh Those Toes podcast. Although today, it might be called a little something out, something different. <laughs> you know, maybe it's Sluts Are Us or something, because apparently we're all a bunch of sluts around here today. Oh, we are all dirty sluts. <laughs> No, at least we're all kinky people. And you with know us... what? I, I gotta say, there is no slut shaming at all in my oh, game. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I, you know, I've been married for 15 years and really, I am only a slut with my husband, so. Yeah. Not no. living up to your slut potential. I, I really am not, no. But, you know, one day maybe. Well, so, um, with us today is a very special person. Welcome to the show, Molly. Hello. Um, Molly is a fellow slut. Yep. It's true. <laughs> it's true. At, at least from what I hear. Tell us, Molly, why are you why are you on the show today? How come you're here? You invited me. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yes, yes. And you, you ran over the uh the the introduction of like the kinky darling of Twitter. Miss Molotov cocktail. I was getting to that. You just get it. You know what? You just ruined that whole thing. <laughs> no. Mo- All right. So, welcome to the show, Molly. Thank you so much. Molly is the kinky darling of Twitter. Now, I'm not. Um, I'm not a big Twitter person. I just started my Twitter a couple months ago, and I'm barely learning like the hang of it. So I'm I'm excited to have you on for so many reasons, that being one of them, because I think that um, you you can teach us a thing or two about Twitter <laughs> and and maybe, you know, some slutty things. I think Molly could teach the master class on Twitter, um, but oh, also hush. I know oh, hush. <laughs> her, her Twitter world and our uh, Twitter as Instagram, we can get away with world are very, very different. You know, she's not so much, as far as I know, in the uh, the constant barrage of pick posting. Uh, she's in the being witty and sexy and well, doing those things you do. Okay, now you're just blowing smoke up my ass. <laughs> Only if you like that. You know, we don't kink shame around here. No, don't kink shame. Don't kink shame. <laughs> no, I love Twitter. It's, Twitter's fun. It's, you know, 99.9% of it is comedy. Um, so if if you like good humor, if you like jokes, it's the place to go. It's, I always view Twitter as having, you know, multiple Twitters within itself. Like there's the whole political Twitter where people do nothing but talk about politics till they're blue in the face. There's porn Twitter, which I identify with very closely as a proud slut. (laughs) There's comedy Twitter where it's literally, there's some geniuses on there that craft amazing jokes um there's poetry twitter where people like literally use twitter you know to put their writing out there there's photography twitter it's it, there's if you take the deep dive down the rabbit hole there's a lot more good than bad 
it's fun. It's fun for me. I think I must be on the wrong. I must be on the wrong Twitter. You're on the wrong. Yeah, Twitter. we're we're sitting somewhere at the photography slash porn Twitter, and not but really. No, I'm like fucking dead ass. I'm like dead ass, fucking smack in the middle of the porn. Oh, like, lucky I, you! I, lucky I you! Cannot, I cannot open my Twitter like in public be- without there being some like giant fucking dick being shoved in some type of hole. Um. <laughs> And and sometimes that's okay, but a lot of the times, like I'm not really like looking for that. A lot of the times, I'm looking for exactly that, like some witty humor, and I must not be in the right one. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to work on that. Yeah, uh, that's- you got to take the deep dive. Like you know, late at night is usually the best time to deep dive Twitter. Um, the wittiest folks tend to come out like, I don't know, after like 11 p.m. and You'll find some great shit there. There's some great, great humor. So I, it's my understanding that um, you have quite a fan base because you are extremely witty and funny and sexy and very kinky. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see me blush. But can, can you hear I, me I, blush? I feel like I can hear you blushing, yes. <laughs> you can hear me blush. Ah, she really is a darling. Ah. Guys, I'm not that cool. <laughs> really, I'm not that cool. I'm the girl that walks into walls when she sees cute bearded men. So it's, no, I'm not that cool. Well, I, your your fan base seems to feel otherwise. Um, oh, jeez. And I know your fan base kind of looks, maybe not looks to you, but at least responds to and respects um your your kink and your um support of the kink community and we kind of we we started this episode with a with a reference to last week's episode which you probably haven't heard uh where we were talking about somehow we made our christmas episode about kink shaming and we're just going to continue but we were talking (laughs) about um how sean mendez and travis barker both got completely shamed for one for a an innocuous toe kissing pick that probably wasn't really fetishy, and in Travis Barker's case, for you know just throwing his foot fetish out there on his uh, Instagram. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of shame, like a lot of like people saying like I'm burning your records now, and I'm like, you know, unfollowing, and I'm it was just nuts. It was crazy, and, and- yeah, okay, first and foremost. In case he's listening, I love, I fucking love Sean Mendez. <laughs> Just putting that out there. He might be listening, and I think he's, he's really single. So he's way too young for me. I could be his mother. Also true. But well, I mean, that could be a, God a damn. You know. Is he adorable? Um, it's funny that you guys bring that up because, again, deep diving into the Twitter world, <laughs> there is, you know, there's a great community of really supportive kinksters who are just they just put their shit out there and I align most closely with them in terms of my real life and and my online life and then there's this whole other group of I would just call them uninformed because I don't want to use the term vanilla it's not particularly nice but I would say uninformed so they they kind of one fell swoop their judgment and think oh god feet oh god you know chains oh god whips it's, you know, they 
they've not experienced it or they have a very unrealistic view of it. They have a fucking Fifty Shades of Grey view of BDSM in general. And what I try to do when I'm talking about kinks and weird things out there is just just couch it in comedy and take the veil off of it. Be honest about it. it. Seems to make people feel a little less apprehensive. And well, and then and I think also, you know, it's a lot of sort of normal, quote unquote, people, uh, normal people with kinky desires and fetishes and sex life in general. And and a lot of times people think. Like when I tell people kind of what I'm into a little bit, they're mm-hmm. in shock. Like I'm supposed to be this like green eyed monster. And that's the only yeah. way that somebody can like to, you know, whip another person or, you know, step on someone's face or balls or whatever. And, yeah. and I'm like, no, man, I'm like president of the PTA. What the fuck you mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, kinksters have, they have lives they have families they have careers they have um some of them are are in you know enforcing the law some are making the law some are some are saving lives in hospital rooms we're we're normal people we're people um but to the to the uninformed i think more often than not we become objects of ridicule because there's there's just a disconnect there's there's a lack of voice I think, which is, you know, why your podcast is so great because you're, you're putting a positive voice out there, normalizing what should, should have already been normal, you know? Right. Yeah. And that was just, that was just a foot picture. Can you imagine if those guys actually came out and said, yeah, man, I like love fucking feet or I love, you know, whatever. More extreme. I I would I'm yeah if I put some of the pictures that are in my phone onto my live Twitter feed Twitter feed, which I have in all fairness I put some of my shibari on there. Um, I did once I think I put a while ago the picture of me and my nipple clamps like bare breasted nipple nipple because I was proud of that freaking picture. Um, and Twitter's the wild wild west. You don't get your account shut down for some nudity. And yeah, and mm-hmm. I. I was surprised at the amount of negative feedback that I got. Um, again, from the you internet. got you got negative feedback. Oh yeah, sure, sure. I got negative feedback, and then you get, I get like I got a whole host of uns- we call them unsolicited DMs, direct messages, right? And it's it's always that guy. It's always that gross guy that's that's on there trolling for for you know for sex and trying to get nudes and this, that, the other. And um, yeah, there's, there was a lot of shaming that I endured, but I I didn't care because I'm like, nope, this is, this is my journal, right? This is my page. You can choose to unfollow me or continue to follow me, but you don't get to shit in my backyard (laughs) because I'm trying to say, Hey, look, this is something that, that real people do real people professional people good people tie each other up we do we you know (laughs) we tie each other up and we we enjoy odd things weird things things that seem 
like they they walk on the outer edge but are actually quite normal like if you're talking about foot fetish i mean i think about people when they have like babies one of the first things that moms and dads do with babies is put their the foot in their mouth right yeah it's adorable and it's innocent and it's innocuous and the same is true for you know men or women who are into feet it's innocuous it's harmless so on that, you know, on that note, going in that direction, um, you're, I know you're a kinky human, but yes. have you, have you, Who, me? how much have you delved into foot fetishy things? You know, since we are a foot fetish podcast. A fair sum, a fair sum. Um, I, it was new to me up until, you know, maybe about 10 or 12 years ago. Up until that point, I hadn't really come across uh, any partner, man or woman, that was interested in paying any attention to my feet until, you know, I met a guy that that was just his thing. And at first, I had that initial strange reaction, like, what the hell is sexy about my feet? Nothing. Right. But that was my perspective. I wasn't looking at my feet the way he was. I couldn't see what he saw. And yeah, it kind of cracked open a new egg for me. And um, once you venture there, I, I felt a little bit more comfortable to venture into other things. Um, my feet just being the tip of the iceberg. And I do enjoy high heels and hosiery, by the way, a lot. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I have heard of women that, that don't, but I'm like, how do you not love a beautiful high heel. I'm not saying you have to wear them every day. Let's be realistic. We don't want to ruin our feet. But how do you not enjoy a sexy heel? Even the people that are, you know, want to call themselves or, you know, want to stay, you know, quote, I know you didn't want to use the term vanilla, but even the people that want to be yeah. normal and vanilla, they can, they, it's still like stockings and high heels are still, you know, the epitome of sexy to them. So, yes, there isn't, there is an elegance to them now great you know for me most part of my life I I lived as a tomboy like I didn't you know give me boots and sneakers all day every day but again once you crack certain eggs open and you realize oh my god I'm a woman and there's a whole other world that I you know that I've yet to experience think you know you, you start to learn to love those things and high heels look fantastic when they're hooked over a shoulder so was foot was foot fetish, foot fetishy kind of play foot play. Mm-hmm. Was that one of the first fetishes that you've kind of delved into, or were you already? First person really... the thought was that her gateway drug just popped in. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I would, yes, I would say, I would say, I would say, pantyhose, stockings. That was my gateway drug, um, because. I had never seen up again up into that point. I had never seen a man react that way. And it was an amazing surprise. Like, okay, you know, to be frank, I'm jerking you off with my feet and you're, you know, he was for all, you know, not to mince words, he was unstoppable at that point. And you see that ferocity and you're like, I didn't know I could do that. Right. Like, oh, I, like I did that with just and my feet. I did that. Exactly. <laughs> you start to see yourself the way he's seeing you. And and 
it just it opens up a new perspective on well if if I could do that with my feet what else can I do you know what else am I capable of how far can I push myself and personally like for you do you enjoy um any kind of foot play like I do want it involved feeling yeah I do when I mean there's nothing beats a wonderful foot massage let's let's just you know but I think everyone could probably agree on that. But um, all of our guests say that, right, Top? Our female guests. I, I can't think of one who's ever denied it. No. <laughs> then again, we're not. When we find the woman who doesn't enjoy a foot rub, they're not likely to be our guest. So. Well, I, I mean, I, my feet are extremely ticklish. I'm going to be honest, but that's also, I think, part of the fun for me. And again, it's, it's because of, maybe it's because of the innocence factor of it. Cause like, what's, what's better than laughter. Right. Um, but there's an intimacy, there's an intimacy to it. It's, it's a very compassionate act. Um, but in terms of pairing feet with something rather unusual, yeah, I do have a very particular kink. Um, and it just so happens that, Feet work best, high heels work best with this particular paraphilia, which is balloon fetishism. Um, don't know if you guys have ever talked about that. We've not yet had an opportunity to get a lunar on the show. So this is... Uh... Ta-da! No, I mean, like, we've talked about, um, like, we've mentioned it in passing. Like, you know, like, I had a photo shoot where I used kind of balloons as props. And we've mentioned how, you know, we got a bunch of like messages and shit like that from different people yeah the lunars um, come out of the woodwork we don't even know where how they found you but <laughs> i guess you put hashtag balloon on something i i don't i don't maybe i did i don't even like if, if i did it wasn't even like that wasn't the intention but um god there's definitely a, a community out there for that i i i'm guessing i mean i don't know i'm not you know it's a very large community. It's a lot bigger than you think it is. But I think it's just, it's one of those things. It's its kind of a tactility fetish. It sort of skirts the outer edge. Um, but it has a lot in common with, with foot fetish. It has a lot in common with foot fetish. Um, and yeah, there's... Um, there's just something like I, I can't really explain what the fast what the fascination is. I just know for me, in very simple terms, the sight of a balloon, the the latex, the squeak, the sound, everything, it sort of transports me. It's a transportive experience where you you know, you think about happy, fun things in childhood, right? Like who didn't who didn't get excited to see a shitload of balloons when they were a kid? Because it meant something it meant a party or something fun um i guess balloons are like the universal symbol for happiness kind of right right i mean (laughs) unless you're watching um unless you're watching it you know (laughs) but in in balloon fetishism generally speaking those of us who i would consider real true lunars we we use rather large balloons in our play they're the the only word you could use to describe it is gargantuan because these balloons can hold the weight of two people 
Um, you can literally just straddle them, sit on them. And sitting on them is 99.9% of the fun. So when, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, so is the goal, I have so many questions. and Go, I think, ask away. It's probably yeah, easier if you just ask and I answer. I, well, I it's think... a ton of questions and they're going to kind of go all over the place. So I'm, Good. I'm trying yes. not to like derail you from your thought. Well, I think we need to um, take a break, let you compile those questions and come back in 60 seconds <laughs> for less. And we're back, and um, well, <laughs> Andy was saying you were saying you had some questions, and apparently our our audience already has some questions. Um, well, so... you know, I, I I'm a very curious person, and um, Top Toes calls me a fetish ADHD. <laughs> yeah, you're fetish you're fetish ADHD. You know, you pick up a fetish and you just like <laughs> run down the rabbit hole. And um, well, first and of I all, you look, do that. I didn't. I didn't give you the tip on the the balloon fetish until we were practically on the air. So I didn't let you run down your balloon fetish rabbit hole in advance of this guest. Well, I know. So I feel a little bit like, um, um, you know, like I haven't done my homework. Like I caught caught with my pants down. Um, but but also what that does is it makes me ask a ton of questions. But some of them, I think might be very amateurish and almost ignorant because I don't know much about the fetish. But then um, again, neither does our audience necessarily because we're primarily a foot fetish podcast, but we love bringing other kinks to the table. So, Well, we do. And I think, you know, I think what interests me a lot about it is how it, you know, Molly mentioned that it ties so closely, you know, it, cr it crosses over with the foot fetish. So, I mean, I like all things feet. So, I mean, like, what are we doing with these? And so I put out, you know, right before we started and like, sometimes our audience really responds and other times, you know, like last episode, we got nothing, right? Um, but I, I put out the question. I, I said, um, you know, balloon fetish anyone? Like, let, let's ask questions. Let's discuss, share, you know, and the very... <laughs> The very first thing that someone says is, I don't know what that is. And so I respond with the most basic shit, which is the fetish for balloons. People are aroused by them. And he said, I don't shame people, but how can anyone be aroused by them? And this strikes me as really odd because this is from a, from a foot fetishist who gets asked regularly, how could you be aroused by feet? Mm -hmm. So it concerns me that even with even with fetishy people, there can still be some semblance of kink shaming just because they don't understand something. And I think that's I think you just hit the nail on the head. It's not necessarily shaming. You're dealing with someone who's uninformed. That's really all it is. Um, and your kink is not my kink. And vice versa, right? Until we actually sit down across from the table from each other, drink a cup of coffee together and hash it out. That's what these conversations, I guess, are for. And how can somebody be aroused by balloons? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not um, maybe the most upfront and in-your-face fetish. But 
have you ever seen a really beautiful voluptuous woman bouncing on a bed? Right. They that call them balloons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, just just try to put the image of your head in your head of a beautiful voluptuous woman in lingerie and high heels bouncing on a bed. We can all relate to that and we probably all find that attractive in one way, shape, or form. We'll find something in that imagery to latch on to. Take the bed out of the picture now and put a balloon under her. And you start to get a sense of what those of us who are into latex, who are into balloons, and more importantly, who are into bouncing on things, <laughs> sort of feel like it's, it's, um, yeah, it's odd. And no, it's not for everybody. But there is a marvelous innocence and playfulness and fun to it. Uh, somewhere like along the lines of like how our tickle fetishists feel. There you go. That's a right? really, really good. That's a really, really good, excuse me, um, way to relate to it. The playfulness, the fun. Um, I think sometimes when you're talking about kink, we get so serious about being kink perfect. We forget to, to be fun forget to have fun with it and, yeah, and i think we have so many the there's there's so much assumption of the dom sub roles in the foot fetish world that you know it's like the dom has to be like the the perfect uber dom and you know everybody's a slug under her feet kind of thing and it's like there's a lot of us who are not into that but that's kind of what people assume yeah and like right. every if you're i mean if you're talking in terms of dynamics when you're talking about domination and submission you know, you can have a dominant that is extremely playful and fun. Um, right. So, so, and we, we, I get that a lot. And I try to tell people that a lot and I'm not too experienced in it, but um, dominate, a dom, it doesn't have to be mean. No, 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 it doesn't. There's no, you don't have to be beating and, you know, it's just it doesn't have to work that way like so I say if anything like I I call myself like a sweet dom because I I'm I'm sweet and caring and kind you know to my subs um now if they step out of line yes you know they you know (laughs) oh I have to correct some behavior I wish I had your discipline because to my you know to anyone that would sub for me to any male that would suffer me the first thing I want to do is cage their cock but that's different that's <laughs> and that's not necessarily mean um it, I mean that that just goes into orgasm control but you know I'm with sweet you torture. <laughs> it's sweet torture it's sweet torture but but there's the opposite effect yeah you you can be dominant and have a shitload of fun and I think lunars and, and yeah okay maybe I'm speaking because I'm one of them I think we have the most fun Honestly, um, again, because of that, that innocent playfulness and a lot of the thrill of balloon fetishism is the threat of the pop. It's the threat of the pop. It's sitting on a gigantic balloon, right? Weighing whatever you weigh, you know, <laughs> and putting your full weight on this, this gigantic inflatable. And at any time that sucker may pop and you may go flying down and that 
tension, that apprehension, the fear of the pop, it kicks your adrenaline to, to another level. And if you add a pair of high heels into that and you stick the heel, like the first time I stuck my high heel into a latex balloon, right, with my foot, I was terrified because I'm like, this fucker's going to pop, but it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. But seeing the heel go into the latex, it, it's like a, how do I describe it? It was like, it's like seeing intercourse from a different perspective. And I couldn't help but be like, oh my God, because either this, this thing is going to pop on me or I'm going to have a brain gasm. And as it happened, I had a brain gasm because it was just so delightful and terrifying all at the same time. Isn't, isn't everything in awesome sex basically just a buildup of tension until yes. a final yes. point of explosion? Yeah. With balloon, maybe more literally. Yes. And I think that's that's a big part of it. It's it gives it gives an actual visual, a tactile. Um, something you can t- you can't touch an orgasm guys right you can't you can't touch it I mean it. if it says split out in your face maybe but... <laughs> I am not talking about cum I mean you're right you're not wrong there. but um, you can't touch an orgasm for the most part it's a feeling it's 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 an eruption but I think an exploding balloon I can't honestly for me I can't think of a better visual Maybe, maybe a Molotov cocktail exploding. <laughs> hi, yuck, hi, yuck, hi, yuck. Um, so somebody asked, uh, do you pop them with your butt? Yes, I do. And the same person asked, if you pop them, do they make you come? Sometimes. Um, I actually get more of a a high arousal point where, you know, where you're sort of edging mm-hmm. and you, you know, um, I get more of a high arousal pointing if I pair it with peakerism, like using implements to pop the balloon, safety pins, um, needles, spine sewing needles are my favorite. We're, we're going to have to back you up. Normally I am the fetish glossary, but, uh, you lost me on peakerism. So, uh, you know, oh, give boy. us the, the Oxford English for dummies on that one. It's um, it's an out there fetish. It's it's, it's the um, arousal by pricking something with a sharp object. It's oh, it's oh, it's a pricker. It's it's called peakerism. Oh, peakerism. Okay, I think it's p i q u e r i s m. Is how you spell it? And it's just from the French that mean meaning to prick, and you literally would take a pin and prick the skin, right? It's it's arousing to cause pain that way hmm. for some people. For me, so, I, I practice peakerism on my balloons, <laughs> not on people. Not on, not on people. And um, how does your balloon feel about that? It doesn't care. It's an inanimate object. It's a paraphernalia. <laughs> it has no feelings. It's, it's, or maybe so it's, it does. It's, now I'm going to feel you're, bad. You're explaining it because it's a paraphilia. And I obviously, I mentioned it's a little bit of a joke. Um, but you said because it's a paraphilia. But foot fetishism is considered a paraphilia. And trust me, if I took a needle to my partner's foot, there's going to be a response and, a, and an opinion. Let's hope it's a positive response, though. 
Well, I mean, you never know. You know, it goes back to, to some sensory play there because, you know, one of the things that my husband likes to do is he likes to rub a very sharp object, not rub, like sort of press and kind of pull um, from the top to bottom or from the bottom to the top, like, like a sharp nail, you know, and he'll go from the bottom of my heel all the way to the top of my toes because he wants to see my reaction. So it's like kind of painful, but not really. And it's kind of tickling, but not really, you know, and he really enjoys like poking the bottom of my feet, even though it's not, you know, so maybe there's something else going on there that we didn't realize. Something in between <laughs> Picarism and Bastinato, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, um, quick story. I um, wanted a balloon arch kind of a thing for my, um, for my kids' graduation. Mm-hmm. And we all know they're like, you know, super expensive. And the person that does them here in my city was like booked out. So I was like, you know what? Like I'm pretty creative and I'm pretty talented and I bet we could figure this out. So I bought balloons in all shapes and sizes, you know, and kind of the same shades of like blue and white and silver. And it was just beautiful. So we put it together. It must've been like, um, I don't know, like 30 feet long. It was ridiculous. Like went from one side of the house to the other. And I had these, huge balloons like I didn't realize how big they were going to blow up to so um at its most full point the balloon was like um I don't like I was hugging a very heavy person like I could wrap my entire arms around it Mm -hmm. and um I posted that on my you know personal Instagram my non-fetish Instagram and I got no I mean I got at, at the very minimum, three messages from people asking me to send them those balloons. And so I sent them the link to the website where I bought them. And, and then this guy tells me, no, no, I, I can't have that. I can't order from, you know, Amazon on my country. I need you to send me that one. And it wasn't until this moment that I think perhaps it was a balloon fetish and he wanted that balloon that I was holding, that I was hugging, that we were playing with. Yep. Likely so. <laughs> Likely so. I was like, no, it's already used. I'm like, I can't send it to you. I don't have any more left. And he was like, no, no, just send me that one. Just send me the pieces. And I was like, this, what? No. Yeah, in, in our world, that's more <laughs> pantyhose. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. It didn't even, it didn't even to me i'm gonna have to find those messages and post them and see if everybody else feels the same way probably um. <laughs> I, I mean the, the thing is um you know a lot of people who are into or into this type of play um even though it's com- again i you know can't stress that it's completely innocent there's it's fun. It's like diving into the ball pit, right? When you, you know, when you go to Chuck E. Cheese or something, everybody can relate to that kind of fun, but not everybody can relate to making a sexual connection to it because they they think it's creepy or strange that, you know, say like a 65 year old man would get aroused by a woman with a balloon or on the opposite end that a woman would, would get aroused sitting and bouncing on a balloon. Like what, 
what the hell is there, right? But our skin, everybody's skin feels things differently. And, you know, what, what feels good and looks good to me may not feel good and look good to you. But um, most people who are lunars, that's the, the loving nickname for them in the fetish community. Um, they're not they're not very vocal about it. They keep it kind of quiet because it is one of those things that gets very easily judged and very easily misunderstood, even though it's innocent. Right. So So that guy was probably like, well, Hey, you know, rather than embarrass myself, right. And order a shitload of balloons off Amazon or, or something like that and have my wife wonder you know, this, that, the other thing, um, or I don't know. Um, maybe he, maybe the image of you holding it was what did it for him. And he, you know, he just wanted what you wanted that balloon. Yeah. Yeah. It made a connection for him. It set off something in in the head, you know? Oh, see, I wish I would have known. I would have mailed it to him that then. Well, now you know, and see now, 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 you know, you're going to, you're going to look for it the next time. So, so you must deal with the same, if not more, uh, of amounts of kink shaming th- than we as foot fetishists get. Um, well, I mean, and- usually it's the men. Usually it's the men getting kink shame. Like we women, we just tell them it's for money, and everybody's like, "Oh, okay, well, it's not so bad." They don't, yeah, like most women you get don't the admit sex worker shame, though. Yeah. Instead. Yeah, exactly. You get, you have, you know, if you, if you say it's for, you know, your only fans or something like that, the next thing, you know, you're an extortionist, um, which I don't believe in pay to play to begin with. So like, I just put my shit out there. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, I don't care. I don't need your money. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in, in terms of shaming, I, to my knowledge, there is only, there's only like, one person on you know that that i i occasionally speak with on twitter that is aware of that particular fetish that i have it's something i've not put out to the masses i'm not ashamed of it you just did but i'm not ashamed of it i'm not ashamed of it and you know if if they if if i'm going to be judged because i like i have a playful nature um well, that's, I guess that, that would be their loss. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, that's, that it, sounds like a them problem, really. Right. And, and, you know, that's not the only fetish I have. I, I have a zillion fetishes. Well, let's and talk about those. <laughs> let's talk about beards then. Let's talk about beards. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, you've got to tell me about this because I don't like beards. So, what? Um, what? Yeah, my husband has an absolutely gorgeous beard. It's thick. It's full. It's both soft and kind of scruffy at the same time. It's very well kept. There's no reason why I shouldn't like it. Um, I just don't. Funny and- thing is, to just today, I ran into somebody um, in our circles, uh, like you. Any, you know, we'll call it the foot fit, the the receiving side of foot fetishism, you know, they legitimately had the fetish for having attention to their feet. And one of their huge turns on turn ons was 
a beard against their souls. See, I I don't mind it so much on the because I feel it when he's you know kissing and licking my feet like when he's I feel it there and it kind of tickles on. I don't mind it so much. Lucky there. girl, lucky lucky girl. <laughs> I just don't like it like on my face. I don't like. Oh, it and see that's that yeah for me I I mean okay I have a thing. I don't know if it's a fetish so much as it's just it's just an attractiveness factor. Men who, who, I don't like when men shave, period. And and I'm talking about the entirety of their body. I have never liked it when men shave their chest, when they shave their pubic hair. And if they shave their beard, they got to get the fuck out. I, I, <laughs> body hair, body hair is a huge turn on for me. It's, it's massive. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I honestly... Is it the sign of virility? Maybe I don't. You know. I think it's some. Honestly, I think it's just I've got some caveman DNA that that is yeah. predominant in my being. <laughs> and if I you want to hook up with Molly Cocktail, just bring your club and uh... and a beard and uh, be hairy and bring a club. <laughs> and a bo- bo- please bring a balloon. <laughs> balloon in one hand, caveman club in the other. Oh, and coffee. I love it. <laughs> and coffee, please. If there isn't coffee, I'm not interested. Even if you do tick all the other boxes. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what it is. I I think it's because again, it's that caveman thing that I have that weird thing where I'm like, I still want the alpha male, the hairy, dirt under their nails, you know, alpha male. Um, and yeah, I don't want him pretty. He, he can be handsome as all fuck. He can be gorgeous, but I, I want that, that gruffiness as well. And I think that's, that's just the odd woman in me, the odd cave woman. I, I don't think, I don't think that's odd at all. I mean, I'm pretty switchy, but, um, at the end of the day, that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of what, I mean, that's why I'm married to the man I'm married to. Right. I mean, that's that you just described him like. The only difference is that my husband is is actually very pretty. And I don't know how you can be that tough looking and still be very pretty. Although I will disappoint you, Molly. He does shave most of his body hair. Oh, he competes. uh, He competes, uh, uh, you know, nationally. So he does kind of have to shave his like chest and legs and stuff. So what you're saying is I have no chance. Aww. But I, but yeah, I, you know, um, I, w- one of our past previous guests was really into hair too. Like she wanted to feel it. She wanted to yep. grab it with her toes. Like she just, you know, and I just, I'm not, I'm not huge on that. So I, I, I'm really curious because I think if anybody should like beard hair, it should be me. My husband has a great beard and I want to like it so much, but I just don't, I just, I just can't. Um, but so, so what, so does the beard a- like actually provide, like, does it, do you get a reaction out of it? Like a physiological reaction? I do. Um, okay. As, as a matter of fact, um, one of my partners, and this is, this is just a, a really quick side quip. Um, the way, you know, the way we met, we were, we happened to be at a kink club at the time and I didn't notice what he looked like at all. Like I was completely blind to his 
personhood by this massive glory of glorious beard. It was the, it was the one and only <laughs> thing in my line of sight. And I seriously, if you ask me what color eyes he had, what, how tall he was, it, none of those things registered. I just saw this massive beard and I just, just went up to him and I said, I have to touch it. And he, you know, I just remember him saying, I, the only thing I remember him saying was touch what, like, you know, in a really forceful kind of mean way. And I, and I just touched his beard and he closed his eyes. He like closed his eyes. Cause I was just like running my fingers through his beard. And as it happened, he was like, yeah, this is a fetish for both of us because I, I like, you know, my beard being stroked. I like it being groomed by a woman. Um, and ta-da, <laughs> it was like insta-love, right? Um, no, it was like, it was instant connection and yeah, sometimes that's, that's all. I mean, I'm a really simple girl, guys. Just give me hot coffee, some really good books, um, some fine writing instruments and a massive beard and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. I, you know, I, I hate to, to tell you this, but you, you're not a simple girl. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I'm it is, it is. <laughs> I don't think there's anything simple about you at all. Otherwise you wouldn't be, you know, this interesting. You'd be on this show. You wouldn't, you know, yeah, no, I think you, there's a lot more. There's a lot more to that. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, I want Molly to share some more of her fetishes with us. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and welcome back and welcome to the lightning round. This is where we'll ask a whole bunch of questions and Molly Hoff dances them in 25 seconds or less. Yeah. <laughs> Now that's, not, now, that's not true. Some of these require a few more, you know, a few more seconds. seconds. Or less. Um, I mean, like, this is a really good one. Like, what advice would you would you give on coming out or dealing with flashback? I think he meant backlash. And he and he's speaking in in terms of balloon fetishism or just yes. fetishism in general. No, I, I put the I put the question out there about balloon fetish, so this oh, okay. was in response to that. Yeah. Um, I mean that's a that's a really great question, and I I think the best and only advice that I can give on that is when the time is right, you'll know it. Um and there really isn't anything to, it's important to remember, there, there isn't anything to be ashamed of. Is it unusual? Sure. But I mean, lots of things in life are fucking unusual. <laughs> and, you know, lots of things in life are unusual. And, and it's, we carry enough trauma. We all carry enough trauma on our backs. And, you know, the things that, that make us happy we should not include those, you know, in that, that backpack of trauma that we carry. The things that make us happy should be the things that we put forward to the world, even if they're, they're odd. And, you know, the more, the more that the odd ones like me, like you, like top, 
put the word out there, it, it, it makes it safer for everyone else to just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to let my freak flag fly and I'm going to pursue happiness. And there's, you know, you're not abnormal because you like different things. There, there's nothing wrong with it. There's not a thing. And he'll know when he knows. You know, I you're right. I think I'm like with anything. I think if if you feel like you have to share or you want to share, then you should. But you should always know that it is going to be perceived as slightly odd, and you just have to accept that. I think if we as individuals can accept that, you know, and understand and say yes, it's going to be odd, and people are going to find this odd. I think it's easier for us to deal with any you know, repercussions or any attitudes or any negativity that we get from it. But I think we had a guest uh, probably about a year back at the more than a year back. I think it was a season one guest who expressed they love being involved in the foot fetish community and their, and their fetish and their place in it because it's not what everybody's doing. They embrace the uniqueness. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective and interesting enough that it popped back in my head in this moment. I can't remember who to attribute it to, though. Yeah, and it's like everybody loves an underdog, right? And it's okay. Like, just because the world sees the thing or even that you see, the thing that you like as odd doesn't mean that you're odd. That You know, they're right. You're, you're, you still, you know, you still go to work. You still raise your children you still pay your taxes and keep your light and your heat on you're you're still a a normal human being and I hate that word normal it's such a it's such an overused and in some cases abusive word and I think what makes it abusive is that you know there's an uninformed percentage of the population that tries to to push all of these thoughts and feelings that we have back into the dark. And I'm not interested in that. I I want it in the light, you know, bring it out into the light, normalize, you know, normalize odd. And I, and I think too, one of the things that could help, you know, with anybody that's feeling really insecure about their fetish, any fetish, not just foot or balloon or whatever is um, surround yourself with people, with a community surround yourself with people that are accepting of these things. So if you're, you know, going to that old lady up the street and telling her that you want to fuck a balloon, like that's not going to be very helpful to you. But, you know, like you said, it's a big community. I find like-minded people and then you won't feel like such an oddball and it won't be such a big deal to share and say exactly what your likes and preferences are. Exactly. And just remind yourself, there is nothing new under the sun. If it can be done, it has been done. But you may not have met somebody like you yet. And yet should be the key word in everyone's vocabulary. And by putting, by, you know, just being a little brave, you don't have to skyward, you know, write it across the sky, but a little bravery, you know, joining an online community or, or, you know, just putting a message out there. That little, little tiny bit of bravery inspires more bravery. And then more people start to talk and then it becomes a conversation and then the veil drops and it's not so odd anymore. Um, how do you keep them from popping? 
well is the point for them to pop i mean that it's i was just gonna say that is really a two-part question because on the one hand yeah you don't want them to pop on the other hand if you're handling a balloon and you're sitting in front of a guy that has a balloon fetish oh yeah you want to pop them you want to threaten to pop them because for you know for your partner in that particular scenario the threat of the pop is what turns them on it's what gets them off it's what it's it's the foot job so to speak (laughs) um you know it's you yeah okay like how do you keep them from popping you can't um it's 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 not possible like okay I've done plenty of balloon play where where nothing's popped because I was you know using balloons that again they are so large they can hold up to 300 pounds they can hold the weight of two healthy adult people with no issue we're talking massive um and they're not going anywhere you can bounce on those and you know pinprick them all you want these things are built for bouncing um they're built for sexual encounters to occur on them but i've also had like like are they still the same kind of material like latex they are they're just a massive massive uh there's a massive thickness in them i should actually send you a picture of them so that you know you can see what i what i'm working with um when i say it's massive it's you know i have a king size bed um and this fucker doesn't fit on it we'll put it down okay yeah yeah and, and oh my gosh okay you know people are into all shapes all sort of shapes and sizes um that's just my thing i like the ones that you can literally ride um but if if i'm with a partner and we're doing balloon play nine times out of ten uh they like the torture of the of the the threat of the pop and if i bring a pin to the latex <laughs> and watch it the most thrilling thing is watching the color run out of their face it's and all the blood runs south and it's amazing it's amazing very much i i think very much like slipping off a beautiful high heel right so speaking of shapes and sizes do you have a favorite color i do i do um i am most fond of like an aqua aqua blue like teal um this makes me think of the ocean um and when it explodes, the <laughs> it really does look very pretty. Um, the teals have like a metallic tinge to them. So you get a little sparkle when they blow. <laughs> but they're really fun. But, but that's like, but we haven't even gotten into balloons that are filled with confetti. Those are the most fun. There are bits to clean up, but those are the most fun. What? Well, th- well, tell me about that. Like, <laughs> is it um, just the like the 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 fact that there's something falling on? Like, what is it? Like, explain that. Like, how do I? Okay. Um, I mean, you've popped a bottle of champagne in your life, right? Yeah. You ever have the the champagne just go like up and over everything? Yes, that's not my favorite. Well, maybe it's just the cleanup that I don't like. Yes. I was thinking more along the lines of like foam, like the foam parties, you know, where they like hold the hose and like spray everything down and you're all like dripping in that kind of foam 
like I don't know. That's a whole other. That's a whole other fetish for a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I like that. Um, no, I'm thinking like, you know, everybody. I think everybody at least once in their life has popped a bottle of champagne and they've had that sort of bubble fountain come out. And our first reaction, all of us, every single one of us, after we say "oh shit," is we laugh. We laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 as normal as breathing. You laugh because it's like it's going everywhere. And you know when a when there's a balloon or filled with confetti and it pops, oh shit, and it's going everywhere and it's going all over you. And there's a rock star feel to it that I can't explain. Maybe the same way that um, uh, if we think like what well, we got New Year's Eve coming up, you know. There's a reason they they pop off confetti and streamers and all that good stuff when the ball drops because it's it's fun. Or the balloon it's drop fun. where they put them all. Or in the balloon drop, yes. Yeah. Oh, to be in a room of that. Um, yeah. So it, <laughs> somebody it's shared them. Somebody shared a little story. Um, he says, "I session with a model whose tip depends on how many times she can bear weight on the balloon without popping." If it pops, she has to stroke me with her feet for one minute. That's hot. <laughs> this is a That's very, very well-negotiated session. And oh, right my on, God. Yeah, negotiate your sessions well. But that's uh, this guy's got some very specific interests. That is I a fantastic. It. That is a fantastic task. I love it. I lo- I and really- it's so playful. It's so playful. Right, like tacos, you're gonna have to try this and like let me know how that turns out. Because <laughs> I mean, that's like, I mean, I guess tipping aside and paying aside, right? Um, but yeah, I guess he pays her for like her time, like a lot of her time, mm-hmm. and then he tips her based on you know if she can put all her weight on the balloons and not pop it, and then if she does, she pays a price. I love it. I- that yeah oh my god that's that's so brilliant that I may have to just jot that down and put it in my arsenal because that's that's just so much fun it's so much fun and again yeah you're it's a it's a sex it's a sex act but it's it's there's an innocence to it there there's there's a massive amount of joy in it and laughter I bet they laugh so heartily together and isn't that the best part of all of it? Right? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like there's a loser in this scenario either. No, there isn't. You know, <laughs> there, right. There's no like actual punishment. I mean, you know, yeah. I love it. I, yeah, I like that. Um, someone uh, someone says, balloons and feet? Explain. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I kind of made it seem like, you know, because I posted a picture of me with balloons and I was like, balloon fetish anyone? But I didn't say I had a balloon fetish. I just was, you know, bringing up the subject. So um, I would imagine that balloons feels, a balloon feels nice on on your feet. That's Maybe not, not top toes. Top toes doesn't like to, to you know, <laughs> feet touched. But but those of us that do, I imagine that the softness and the kind of latexy feel of a balloon feels nice. Yeah, and the squeak. I mean, some people are, you know, repulsed by the squeak, but I find it delightful. Um, if you, to really, I think to really get into um, the fetish, you, you know, one of the first things that I did 
in terms of play that that sort of clicked the light on in my brain. I just took like I took a big balloon, you know, nothing special. It was like something from I think it was like from Party City or Walmart or something, you know, and I squeezed it between my bare thighs. Like a thigh master. Okay, okay. So someone says, Yes, I dream of thick thighs popping balloons until I come. He he's a man after my own heart. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. And I bet like, yeah, putting for me, um, I actually have pictures of this, me putting, you know, that was like one of my first self play things that I did was just to take, you know, this balloon, put it between my thighs, and see how far, how far could I close my thighs before the fucker popped. And, you know, it's, it was it was the strangest sensation in terms of like at that time not really understanding how like how much i was edging from that and it was all that tension it was all that terror of the pop so is it pops though when you're like have it in between your legs is it isn't it painful no it's it's orgasmic literally for me it's orgasmic. There, there is sort of that snap rubber band feeling to it. Right, like a sting. Like a sting. But you're talking to, but I also love impact play. I like, I, I like um, a fair amount of pain in my kink. Um, it okay. doesn't bother, it doesn't bother me. Um, it, to me, it feels, you know, no different than like, you know, I don't know, um, snapping a rubber band on your wrist, I think is, is the best thing I can liken it to. Um, it's the noise that, but when, when you hear that, pop, that massive pop and it's so close to you, it's, for me, it's orgasmic. It's strange, but it's orgasmic. Oh, you gosh, kinda... we didn't even, speaking of impact play, like, we didn't even get into your other kinks. Yeah, I was going to say, so you, you kind of, you open the door a little bit on, on a couple things. Um, as quickly as you can run through them, what else do you, as we've uh, referred to it on the show, what else is in your your toy box, your kink bag? I, oh, my 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 kink belt. Yeah, um, orgasm control is a big one. Um, As Chicago. a top or a bottom or both. I I I've discovered I've discovered recently that I have um, I have a a little bit of power as a switch, and that's something I, I not really explored much of until recently and I'm feeling very comfortable with with both denying myself and forcibly denying others it's fun <laughs> um so you know impact play a lot of fun um and, and in terms of impact play it's you know my favorite implements are are paddles crops um shibari is is an amazing beautiful art that's um that's when I love. Uh, what else? Predicament play. Oh, what is um, predicament play? Um, well, I, I, it's different. I think it's different things to different people. For me, it's usually finding myself uh, by by means of a task that's given to me in in a situation that. Um, 
it is a is quite literally a predicament. Um, a, a very good example was I was given a task where I had to <laughs> I had to drive naked, and you know, with nothing, n- no clothing on whatsoever, right? Um, and it was the most horrifying experience and the most exhilarating experience that, that I've oh had in a long time. Um, because, you know, they didn't specify how far I could go. And me being me, and sometimes just wanting to, to push myself over the edge, um, I chose to drive like, like 25 miles. <laughs> and had like you know you know I have um long hair and there's nothing to cover me but my hair and it's the winter here and what a fucking asshole I am but at the same time it was it was an amazing it was an what amazing happens experience. when you pull over next to the old lady and she looks over at you and you're like fucking naked and <laughs> well it, it was a guy in a truck thank you very much um and yeah it it, 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 at the time, in in the moment, it was it was humiliating, but um, there's a lot of power, you know, in getting over that humiliation and realizing, holy shit, I just did that, I just did that, and yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. I think I think that you know, of all the guests that we've had and all the kinks that they've talked about. Um, I think you've just like given me one that I'm not gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> we have found the limits of your uh, kink ADD. <laughs> like I'm not even gonna pretend that I'm ever gonna do that. <laughs> I mean, it does sound exhilarating, and I can absolutely see the thrill like behind it. And like, what if you get pulled over? And what if, yep. I mean, oh my gosh, it's yeah. Um. I just I'm as tough as I am and as brave as I am I don't know that I could I think you could I think you could and I was a chicken shit I was like there's no way I can do this there's no way I can do this there's no way okay I'm doing it I'm doing it and the next thing you know you're at five miles ten miles and you know just like just like any good play session any good um any good kink you you have that tension that builds up like I liken it to being on a roller coaster right you're terrified of it you're terrified of it because it's 200 feet off the ground and you are not in control but man is it fucking thrilling when you're at the top and you just drop down right right yeah and you're like this is something I would never do oh my god I'm doing it and then you want to go back on it again and again and again so that is kink for me in a nutshell it's it's a roller coaster it's it's the best worst experience ever because you know you you it teaches you to manage terror and to enjoy terror at the same time and i know that sounds really strange but it's the best way that i can flesh it out in my mind i bet it's I bet it's therapeutic. Like people who suffer from anxiety could probably benefit from these kinds of sessions if it doesn't like completely traumatize them and push them over the edge. <laughs> Fine line there. 
Okay. Um, and any others? I mean, you've got beards, you've got a little bit of feet and heels and stockings and rope and paddles and Oh my goodness. You're just amazing. <laughs> well thanks. Well thanks. It's too bad I'm not getting paid for this. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> too bad we're not getting paid for this. Right? No, don't know. I think the, I don't know, the, maybe the biggest kink I have of all is probably, it's probably coffee. If I'm being honest, it's coffee. <laughs> all of this is brought to you by coffee. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I think like that's my... You just my, take coffee and you rub it all over your body? Like, what's going on? <laughs> that's that's no. my biggest DS relationship. I'm a complete slave to coffee. As am I. <laughs> I am owned and collared by caffeine. It's... <laughs> well... Oh, gosh. I, as, a, as an avid coffee drinker, and at all hours of the day, all hours of the night... I never ever say no to coffee. I can completely understand that. <laughs> yep. I don't All mind. Right. Yeah, I don't mind. I being think safe. we're I think we're getting to that point. So, Molly, any parting words? Any last minute thought that you uh, didn't get to get to? Other than I've had a blast doing this, and um, I really hope that my family doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> um no this is just like I I think I think what you guys are doing is is fantastic you know you're 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 lifting the veil you're helping to lift the veil and that's important it's really important especially now you know we've thank you for helping us do that yeah of course of course great thank you so much so where are our listeners going to find you on twitter come visit me on on twitter at at Molly Cocktail. All right, we'll put that on the show links as well. Yeah, Thank you guys, you. be sure and let her know how much you loved her on our on our uh, on this episode on the Yoko's Toast podcast. <laughs> on the last episode of the year, the last episode. I know. I feel two. honored. This is amazing. Oh right, yeah. Oh my gosh, I completely forgotten. It's the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful that we get to you know, wrap it up on a really good, positive kink, positive note. Um, Molly, thank you so much for for helping us do that. We, we really appreciate you coming on. I, I had a blast. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure. Okay. The pleasure's all been ours. Thank you so much. And thank you as always to all of our listeners and to those of you who spent the last hour or so masturbating to our voices. You're welcome. Very welcome. <laughs> Oh, boy.